All right, everybody, welcome into the Sideline Spectator, Episode 4. I'm your host, Jake Smith, along with my co-host, Sam Kell. Kell, how was your weekend? <sighs> it was all right. Um, um, that first loss of the season is kind of tough to swallow, especially like that, but I'm, I'm all right. We could not have been more wrong about the over-hitting. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I think I said in the episode that if the over-under was 75, that I would still take the over. Yeah, and it it looked like I mean first half first quarter looked like it looked like it. I mean there were 17 points scored. None of the Chargers overs are going to hit until we score some points. Uh, but yeah, it was that and the Chiefs. I should have put the mortgage on Bills minus three and a half. But yeah, it was uh it was kind of a crazy weekend a little bit. So before we get into the episode, I want to plug our Twitters. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Sam's Twitter is at samweezy two. And then my Twitter, I'm pretty sure I'll check one more time because I've changed my Twitter name about three or four times. It's Jake Smith 1844 just straight up. We do not run a multi-million dollar company yet. So what we would like for you to do is we would like you to do three things. Subscribe first, okay? Then we want you to hit that fifth star for the ratings, and then if you could leave us a review, there's one review from Justin Herbert's burner account. I had no idea that Justin Herbert listened to our show, but that's big time. So if Justin Herbert can leave us a review, I think you can as well. So just make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That way we can take over the world. Uh, Sam, so getting into the episode, I want to touch on something real quick before we get into the recap. Peyton Manning absolutely hates the indianapolis colts so this weekend before the showdown between the colts and the rams peyton manning and edron james were uh celebrated by the colts they were going to get their hall of fame rings uh at lucas oil stadium so before the game they announce him edron james and then peyton manning comes out edron james comes out and he's you know pumping his fist while he's walking up to the platform at midfield. Peyton Manning gets gets called. He gives two waves to the crowd and then just puts his head down and keeps walking to midfield. Then they give Edron James his ring, and then they give Peyton Manning his ring. They let Edron James say a few words, and they let Peyton Manning say a few words. So whenever Edron James got his ring, he was doing the same thing as when he walked in, boom, pumping his fist. Peyton Manning, he pretty much put his ring on and hugged Edron James, and that was it. So Edron James goes up there, says a couple nice things about the Colts organization. Peyton Manning somewhat does the same thing, but not in the same tone of voice. I don't know if you've seen the, the footage that I'm talking about, but he couldn't have kept it more than – he was up there talking for maybe 15 seconds. And he thanked, thanked Jim Irsay, which he hates Jim Irsay. Thanks, thanked the Colts organization. And I'm pretty sure he thanked the fans. I'm not really sure, but that was it. And he got off the stage. That, that was pretty much it. But yeah. you could just tell in his demeanor that he still has a disdain for how the Colts handled getting cut, his – Getting cut, yeah. Yeah, getting cut after his neck surgery. I mean, he, he told – you know – Hey, I'm good to go. And I just saw that and it kind of paints a picture for me as to how in week four, I know we're skipping a week, 
how in week four Tom Brady will be coming back to the Patriots uh, to play them in Foxborough. I think that the Patriots, Robert Kraft, let me say that, Robert Kraft will probably have a little video tribute for Tom Brady. Bill Belichick will throw up on the sideline. Bill Belichick, he might not even come out of the tunnel to watch this stupid video. He might miss the first quarter if that's what it takes for him to get all the vomit out of his digestive system. And honestly, I think, yes, Brady wants that. He, he wants that recognition. But he, I think Brady has that kind of disdain that towards Bill that Manning has towards Colts ownership. Um, I, I, I read a book called The Dynasty by, I think his name is Jeff Benedict. And it was basically an interview with Robert Kraft. And I read that thing cover to cover. It was incredible. And it was from Robert Kraft's, obviously, point of view. Yeah. And in it, Kraft, Kraft wanted to make it work. And basically, Belichick didn't. He, he, he wanted to move on. And so he let Tom have the, the exclusive rights to where they, they can't franchise tag him after the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. And he, he can walk out and be a free agent. And so I think that Tom Brady will has that same disdain towards Bill currently and will in week four that Peyton Manning has towards the Colts' ownership and organization. Do you know how many yards he is away? 499 or something like that? So uh, he, could, he could very well do it next game. Tom Brady is the Rams. Tom Brady is now 499 yards away from breaking the NFL all-time passing yards record held by Drew Brees at 80,358 yards, which, you know, last season they went back and forth between breaking the record and not. So, yes, that could easily happen uh, the way that Brady is going with his averages right now. Uh, That's that's clearly doable for him to do that in week four. And I think I know what you're about to ask. If he breaks the record, will they stop the game, you know, do do a little celebration and stuff? They can't. If they did, if Brady tried to do that, I think Bill Belichick would. Ha- so, like, whenever the Patriots score, a is touch- it in? It's in New England, yeah. Yes. So, whenever the Patriots score a touchdown, they have uh, they're, they're like pioneers. They're yeah. they're like revolutionary guys with uh, muskets. So every time the right. Patriots score, they fire the muskets, you know, up in the air. If Tom Brady tries to do a little victory lap, I think Bill Belichick will chime in to one of those musket guys and execute <laughs> him on the football field. So, if you're a Patriots fan, you gotta you I don't you probably don't want to see Tom break that against you. I don't know. Do you or do you would you rather see him break it against someone else? What what, what do you Listen, what do you want? listening to Boston Sports Radio? It's about it's a ninety ten split in my opinion. I I think. Most people that call into uh, 98.5, the sports hub, are 90%. Hey, we're happy for Brady. We understand Bill pushed him out the door. It was a great run, greatest run in, in you know sports history. And then you've got 10% that, I don't know, kind of just don't care, and they still want Brady. Everybody wants Brady in a Patriots uniform. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But it's that 10% that they hate Brady for for still leaving. You know what I mean? So I. Well, what I was saying is if you're a Patriots fan and you don't want Brady, you got to hope for a bad game this week against the Rams and then hope he just plays average and doesn't break it against you next week. 100%. Which it can happen. The Rams defense has been all right. So I guess it's going to be a glass case of emotion either way. I, I mean, Brady just walking into Gillette again in in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform is going to be disgusting anyways. 
And then you're going to have a bunch of pageantry before the game. And then on top of it, if, if Brady breaks the record, it's going to, I totally see where you're coming from. And I agree with you. It's going to be a lot coming at Patriots fans at once. And I don't know, half the stadium might just jump into the Charles river after the game. I, yeah. I, I don't know, but let's get into the recap. So first game we have Titans versus Seahawks. Uh, Kale, what do you got? What's your outlook on that game? I mean, it was a heck of a game. Yeah. I mean, we both picked the Titans. I think Vrabel is actually, I got a stat right here. He is now eight and zero after a double digit loss. So that's not why I picked the Titans. I just kind of thought that I don't trust the Seahawks. I mean, you got Derrick Henry going. Uh, you got that guy down late, and we're still running the ball, which is, I guess, when you got Derrick Henry, you can do that. Uh, I mean, the refs screwed, absolutely screwed Julio Jones out of a touchdown, which he's already alerted to the end zone. I mean, refs, we'll get into that later. but And then they missed the safety call. Like I said, we'll talk about, the, yeah. talk about it later. Uh, that's a, I think that's a typical Seattle loss also. A uh, high-scoring game, probably big lead, lose a game you probably shouldn't. I think that's uh, that's normally a, season, a loss they have week seven or eight, yeah. and they're having it week two this year. So as a Russ hater and not a big fan of the Seahawks, I'd love to see that. But no, Titans look, Titans look a lot better. I think probably week one was probably as big of a fluke as you'll see. I mean, I don't think the Cardinals are bad, but Titans aren't that bad that big of dogs to them if at all so right taylor lewan so you know oh, he didn't play healthy scratch also he so he wasn't a healthy scratch oh he wasn't actually not. so okay. it came out uh i want to say around halftime i think is when the video started fluctuating through twitter because i thought the same thing i was like wow like taylor lewan like he must have had a setback this week at practice at, coming off of that week one you know terrible performance yeah um so this video started going around i think around halftime and it was taylor lewan he was doing you know just like what every single position does they do their pre-game in their shorts uh they're they're kind of routine to to get them going before they actually put on the pads and people start right. showing up to the stadium he was doing a pass rushing drill basically with a coach with a dummy okay mm -hmm. lewan takes his step on his bad knee and immediately goes to the ground. They're not going to know anything until later in this week. Uh, I think he's getting an MRI, I want to say. And that could not be worse news for the Titans. <laughs> losing Lawan, even though he played horrible in week one, losing him for your for the entirety of the season – that's gonna that's gonna sting throughout the whole year, and that's gonna hurt Derrick Henry. I know he had a crazy performance this week, but as the longevity of the season goes around, that's gonna hurt losing him. My first point was Taylor Lewan. You know, prayers up to that guy. I mean, I, I like the way he plays. He, he he's a dog in my opinion, and so just hope that it's nothing too serious. But yes, Julio Jones, hundred percent back. That touchdown that they robbed him of was insane i don't know how you go to the monitor and see his foot placement and think uh nah he, he was out of bounds like what are you looking at in that in that minute well you can see like i said they couldn't the, the problem is not that they messed it up really it's that they called it a touchdown and did not have 100 percent video proof to overturn it that's that's the issue i mean yeah they're they're bad they're bad league wide uh, uh, but Julio's back nonetheless. Derrick Henry, 
listen to this. Derrick Henry, first half stats, okay? 13 carries, 35 yards. Not too great. Uh, maybe for a middle-of-the-pack running back, that's, that's a pretty good first half. He ended the game with 182 rushing yards, three touchdowns on 35 carries. He had six catches for 55 yards. And actually, those six catches was the first time in his entire career that he's had a catch number up to that where he was targeted and didn't have a single drop, didn't have a missed target. So he went six for six on his catches for 55 yards. I think he had, what was it, like 47 fantasy points or something crazy like that? I don't know. I didn't play against him this week, thank God. It just goes to show how different of a running back and just straight-up player that Derrick Henry is. Like, he gets better as the game goes on. And it's nuts to watch because the Titans, you know, in that fourth quarter, they were down by a score or two or like a a possession or two. And they just kept – it didn't matter. It was like four minutes to go in the game. They had to drive. They were like, yeah. Still running the ball. We're just going to keep running the ball. We're just going to keep at it. And they they stuck to the process. They trust the process. Unlike the 76ers, their process (laughs) did not work, obviously. But – you know, I mean, I would like to see the Titans, though, throw some more screens to him. I mean, could you imagine? Derrick Henry? Yeah. Could you imagine, oh, I can't imagine defensive being on, backs? No, I can't. And you trying to a, tackle him in open space? You either have, either have a lineman coming at you or him running at you. It's one of the two, yeah. Exactly. Um, but so that's all I got on the Titans and Seahawks. Yeah, that's uh, all I got. Next game, we'll move down to the Bucks and the Falcons. I wasn't planning on having a ton to say about this game, but uh, I don't got much. It, it, they they slept walk through the game like they they were they slept walk through the game and, and won by twenty three. So as I started writing in my notes about that game, uh, I was like, "Wow, I actually do have a lot to say." Here's the start at Tom Brady facts on Twitter. One of my favorite. <laughs> My favorite accounts on Twitter to follow. I I think I have their notifications turned on. (laughs) Tom Brady's last 10 games. So that includes the three games in the playoffs. The Super Bowl and everything. Super Bowl, these past two games, and then I I would guess a couple games in the regular season that were still left. Last 10 games, 231 of 360 passing. That's 64%. Pretty par for the course for the NFL. Yeah. 3,000. And 49 yards. Pretty impressive. 32 touchdowns, seven total turnovers. That's nuts. 32 touchdowns. 32 touchdowns. He threw 10 touchdowns in the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. To have yeah. 32 touchdowns in your last 10 games with your uh, the last five, three of the last five of your games coming up against the best competition that the NFL has to offer. So, with that being said, the Bucks, just like you said, they kind of slipped slept walk through the game a little bit uh even though tom brady threw for five touchdowns i don't know how i should set this up but it, here's how i'm gonna do it. so the tampa bay buccaneers have now scored in the games that they have won 30 plus points okay mm-hmm. they've won nine games in a row doing that okay that's the most ever in nfl history the other two teams that accomplished this the 2007 patriots and the 2010 that, Patriots. Is that the undefeated team? That was the undefeated team. Well, they would, didn't go undefeated, but right, you know, right, right. whatever. But uh, I like to block that season out of my mind. Yeah. Um, and then the 2010 Patriots, both of which had a streak of eight. Tom Brady is the only quarterback that has been able to do this. I see people on Twitter 
saying, oh, Brady's carried by his defense. That stat right there is honestly kind of crazy if you think about it, mm-hmm. that he's the only quarterback to do this, and he's done it three different times yeah. on two different teams. Those people are just like me. I mean, I used to be a Tom Brady system QB guy, and he is totally just – and I would, was anti-Tom, and I mean he's the goat now. He, I was such an idiot, and they're and they're idiots too. They'll know how to. They'll either realize this year or when he's gone or something. But and it is, it is what it is. It makes me sick, just like it makes them sick. But it is what it is. So I want to tie the ten games thing into this, okay? So Tom Brady, obviously he. He's won 10 straight games, but dating back to the playoffs and then like the last two or three, you know, games of, of last season. So at least 10 games um, after the bye week, they didn't lose. But anyways, just for the sake of this last 10 games, this is also another record. Tom Brady, this is the seventh different time that Tom Brady has had a winning streak of 10 or more games. Ridiculous. That's nuts. And then to tie that into what we had just talked about, about people on Twitter, you know, oh, he's carried by his defense. So Tom Brady, also another record, Tom Brady has the highest, or if you want to say best, whatever, the best winning percentage against teams when they give up 30-plus points. He also has the best winning percentage when teams score 40 plus points he does better with a bad defense is what you're telling me no 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 no. i would never (laughs) say that but he is it's a low percentage because anytime your team gives up 30 to 40 points typically you're going to lose those games yeah when his team gives up 40 points okay he has a 20 percent win percentage everyone else no every other quarterback to ever live is below 10 percent but him by himself is at least 20% when his team gives up 40 points. That, if you, yeah. if you sit there and think about that for a second, that's insane. That should shut everybody up about it won't. Oh, it won't, his, it his defense. No, it, it won't. It really won't. But, you know, to wrap up the Bucks falcons 44 years old, leads the league in touchdowns, leads the league in downfield passing, leads the league in first downs. Tampa's leading the league in points per game at 39 and a half with his defense giving up the 11th most yards in the league through the first two games. And he, so typically when your defense gives up more yards, that's more time off of the clock. You see what I'm saying? So it gives you less possessions to be able to score. So Tampa is giving up the 11th most yards in the league. However, Tampa's offense is the highest scoring offense in the entire league, averaging 39 and a half points a game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know you don't Uh, want to hear me blabber. Did did you see that Gronk said last night that Cameron Bright was like, uh, hey, hey, Gronk, be be honest with me. Do you watch film? And Gronk was like, dude, I'm going to be honest. No, I don't. I just go out there and run by people if I'm feeling good. (laughs) It's awesome, man. Uh, And I believe it. I, I, I bet he he like I said he watched his team with film with the team, but after that, I don't know how Brady puts up with him because Brady watches probably fifty hours of film a week. And so he actually, if you uh, if you dug into it a little more, Gronk was also after he after that he also said that Tom watches about forty hours worth of film a week. Yeah, that's why. That's and it. that 
Tom will come in on Wednesday because you know how you know how the NFL works. Mondays, Tuesdays, those are kind of your rehab. That those are the two days that the coaches kind of get together, right? And and they get their game plan together for a week. Wednesday, Thursday is installment days. Friday, kind of like a walkthrough. So so Brady watches forty hours worth of film a week. He then goes in on I would assume Wednesdays. Gronk always asks him. What coverage are they going to play, and who's going to be guarding me? Tom tells him, and then that's, that's all it. That's, that's all that's it. That is insane. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, um, I know. But anyways, so Kale, let's jump to the Chargers game. Go ahead and vent if. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll I'll run through this real quick. Uh, should I start with penalties or end with penalties? I'm going to start with penalties. Okay, first of all, I'm going to go on the record saying the refs are not why we lost that game Sunday. As, and and as, as biased as I am 89% of the time, I am also watched the whole game and know that we – the refs are not solely the reason why we lost the game. Chargers were penalized 12 times. Uh, they're the most penalized team in the NFL through two weeks, which you got a young coach – kind of a player's guy i kind of get it but it's still unacceptable herbert on sunday had 487 yards called back due to penalties and two touchdowns that's a lot that seems like a lot he threw for like 330 in a touchdown so i mean you gotta think some of those yards he got back but that's insane yeah okay so let's i mean i'm, I'm about to projectile vomit right now uh some of the bad calls that in our game, at least, I, I mean, you got the legal shift. I sent you that clip. Ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. So I, mean, I, I, I actually want to say something about that. I saw a bunch of non-Chargers uh, fans whenever I clicked on that tweet. I saw a bunch of non-Chargers fans, you know, saying, uh, you got to look at the guy at the top of the screen. He, he wasn't set. So after that, I watched it again because initially I, I was completely on your side. Whenever I watched it again... I was like, uh, I'm still on the Chargers side. When uh, that receipt, I don't, I don't know who it was. KJ Hill, I think. Is probably, what it yeah, was. you probably yeah. know better than I do. When he goes up to the line, he he's he's running out to his spot, and he you can see him looking at the official and pointing to the ground, asking him like, "Hey, dude, where do you want me to stand?" Mm -hmm. Which is what all receivers do in any level. The official never gave him thumbs up, thumbs down. Like, didn't do it, completely ignored the fact. Mm -hmm. He was not completely set. No, when, and he wasn't completely Cook, set for a full second. Right. But, However, yes. how do you make that call in real time? Right. And, and the, my biggest problem about the play is not even that they threw it. The, the flag was thrown 15 seconds after the touchdown, after the yep. ball was snapped. Post-touchdown, the flag was thrown. So, like I said, I'm not going to come on here and spit and spill that the refs were paid, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I'm everybody can make the decision from themselves what they think. That was terrible. That's a touchdown. There's another holding call. We threw a touchdown to backside wheel route to a tight end. They called holding. Yes, probably holding. Is it close? Romo even said he probably wouldn't they can call it Romo, lifelong cowboy guy. I think that's pretty unbiased call right there. If you don't, don't want to listen to me. And then the one last thing on the penalties, the sack. You got like there's like four or five guys in the league that can make that throw retreating. Yeah, probably. Maybe maybe a few more. Maybe not. Herbert is absolutely 
probably second most capable of making that throw. You yeah. got Mahomes, Josh Allen, and him. Yeah. You can't – you can't – You they got to revisit that rule and fix it. Like, it, it's terrible. Like I said, that that, that ball – it's probably not going to be grounding because you got Eckler and Mike Williams out of the picture, and that where that ball lands. That's where referees have to understand if it's Andy Dalton. The personnel, yeah, exactly the personnel that they are officiating. If they're officiating Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Andy Dalton, guys that aren't mobile and don't or have a guys cannon. that aren't yes, the guys that aren't going to be able to make that kind of a throw, then okay, yeah, his forward progress is stopped. The plays dead. I mean, Tom Brady would have laid on the ground and act like he got shot as soon as like the rusher came to him. But a guy like that, that's athletic, that you know can make like literally any throw on the field, you can't whistle that play dead, especially in that stage of the game. Yep. Uh, turnovers, two turnovers a day, two by Herbert. Herbert was good on the day, but he wasn't very sharp. One with diving interception by Trayvon Diggs. I mean, probably not the best throw, but it's a good play. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't really – I wasn't happy, but I wasn't really mad. The other one, picking the end zone, terrible. Probably cost the game. Keenan Allen slips. Wor- best case – worst – or I guess worst case scenario, if he stays on his feet, that ball's incomplete because Keenan probably breaks it up. Or right. it's contested. It's not a, just a solo pick. So, I mean, that's another – like week one turnover, Herb puts a little too much on it. And then he gets that stupid fumble. Herbert's been a part of probably the two worst calls in the NFL season so far, arguably. Yeah, two picks, like I said, not great. But with him throwing the ball as much as it happens, it's going to happen. Do you think the NFL has a vendetta against the Chargers? I, I don't, don't, know. don't 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 get me wrong. I've kind of been somewhat of a rooter for the Chargers ever since we were kids because I loved Ladanian Tomlinson. Like yep. he he's one of my favorite running backs of all time. Yep. Even when they were in big playoff games, couple against the Pats uh, and, and some others, and then obviously recently, I just feel like the NFL just has some kind of vendetta against the Chargers. I don't know why, because we all we always got a loaded team for the most part. Yeah. We, ne- we never really have a a bottom a bottom tier roster like Asante Samuel Jr. My defensive rookie of the year pick. Looked pretty good. He had he got his first pick against Dak. Well, it was it was a gimme, but he got he got it. His second lowest passer rating in the NFL when targeted this year. Only second behind Jalen Ramsey. Looked pretty good. I mean, like I said, Dak didn't really have a great game. That's why I hate we lost because you Dak didn't go out there and do what he did the Bucks. Amari Cooper completely shut down. Two for fourteen. Two catches for fourteen yards. Now that wasn't Asante didn't wasn't on him. It was Michael Davis, but still, right. for, to shut Amari down like that, which Amari tends to have a big game than a small game like that anyways. So uh, that was encouraging for, by the defense. Like I said, Herbert had an average game, still 330-plus with pretty much his eyes closed and a touchdown. And the drops – didn't have the drops this week, which was nice, but we made up for it with penalties. Uh, Herbert tied Mahomes and Marino, most 300-yard games through first two seasons. And Herbert's got the rest of this season to play. That's so, a pretty good company. That's uh, his record. That's going to be his record by a big margin by the end of the year. Our OC Lombardi, he's been good. We've gotten the ball. We've been pretty explosive, but <sighs> the red zone, I mean, we are 25th in points this year and fifth in total yards. So got to score some points in the red zone. Wow. I don't yeah. care. It, penalties, turnovers. And I think that's where losing Hunter Henry. I know you weren't too high on him. Uh, you know, I leaving. loved him when he. I loved him when he played. But 
I I feel like that's where he hurts y'all y'all not having yeah. him because uh, he he is a red zone target. Yeah, and he, he Herbert and him are good together. Um, but yeah, guy scores points in the red zone, especially this weekend coming to the Chiefs. We score we kick field goals this weekend. They're gonna be us by thirty. Um, at the end of the day, probably not a bad loss, but also it is because you probably should. There's no reason you should lose that. Should have lost that game. Refs aside. You said Herbert. I mean, he's probably overcome probably some of the some of the worst calls. And right tackle Micah Parsons, middle linebacker, got put at the end against Storm Norton and had 11 pressures on the day by himself. So I mean, Storm Norton's got to do better. He freaking body Chase Young and then let. I think he's a better power guy as opposed to the speed going against the speed. Yeah. But uh, like I said, one and one heading to the Chiefs does not have me feeling great, especially with them off a loss. But uh, yeah. I do think that we probably have the team that can go head to head with them if anybody can. So it'll be, a, it'll be a, I'm not gonna get to watch the game either. I'm going to go, I'm playing a golf tournament. So uh, go. maybe they'll win. That's bad. That's good for them. All right. So we'll jump into the Patriots and Jets game real quick. Let me go ahead and go on this. I don't have a, I don't have a ton on this. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I pray I got a few things. Bill Belichick does what Bill Belichick does. I mean, <laughs> with what we said, Zach Wilson's going to have a tough game. I mean, uh, Mac did what he was asked to do. Nothing more, nothing less. It was boring. Boring win probably offensively, but yeah. a win nonetheless. And I would love the boring win for the Chargers on Sunday. So, I mean, you, you take what you can get. Uh, and then the final thing, you remember years ago when I think they played the Jets on primetime, Darnold said he was seeing ghosts yes. or something like that. 2019. They asked Zach Wilson yep. if he was seeing ghosts. And I just thought that was so funny. And he like he knew the reference. He like chuckled. And then he was like, no. Yeah. That's uh that was Kyle Van Noy that came up with the whole campaign for that. Uh the, whenever that you know sound effects came out of Sam Darnold in 2019. The Patriots started out that year eight and I think that was game. Uh, I think that was the year their defense. Their defense was scoring like tons of points yeah, in fantasy. Yeah. So Kyle Van Noy, he he's the one that did the whole like boogeyman thing, like made shirts that that said boogeyman and and said yeah. I'm seeing ghosts and all that. Um, but yeah, I the defense and and the offense were not very good that year i mean it kind of came around full circle for them saying that and now we have kyle van noy back on the patriots which i'm a fan of him as a player but as a personality i'd i'd kind of wish he'd he'd shut up sometimes (laughs) um but to wrap in hunter henry actually with the chargers talk my take on the patriots and jets game we have not had a ball to the end zone yet Mac Jones has a touchdown. However, that was to Nelson Aguilar, and it was before. The yeah, end yeah, zone. yeah, I got you. We have not thrown a single ball into the end zone. What are we doing? And I think I put more of this on Josh McDaniels than anybody. What are we doing spending that much money on the top two tight ends in free agency? If we're not going to use them in the stinking red zone, I mean, when they go to the red zone, it's like y'all are running, the, y'all are trying to run it in every time, and it's John, everybody know, yeah. and everybody knows it. John knew, uh, yeah, probably not the best red zone guy. Hunter Henry, hundred percent should 
be getting almost every single target in the red zone. Yeah. With what your point was with the Chargers, uh, they're at thirty percent uh, in the red zone. That's second worst in the league. You know who the first worst is? The New England Patriots at twenty eight point five seven percent. That I I can't wrap my head around just the money that we spent for those two guys. Plus adding Kendrick Bourne, plus adding Nelson Aguilar, and not not letting Matt kind of figure it out. I, I understand like Bill wants to be safe with him. Josh wants to be safe with him. Well, Sunday kinda, was the Sunday was the game not to be safe. Sunday was the game to the experiment. That that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like you're playing up against the Jets. Your defense already has four turnovers. Let's Let's see what the kids got. I mean, he showed you enough in preseason, which I know preseason you're going up against twos and threes, but he showed that ability to push the ball down the field in the preseason. Yep. If the game's in hand, let's let him let him feel it out. Let him let him make the mistakes. If he makes a mistake against the Jets up twenty five to six, let him do it. That's the only way he's going to learn. Like. It's just one of those things that is very discouraging for me going throughout the rest of the season. Um, but Zach Wilson had four picks, okay? I know you remember very, very well the game last season, Patriots and Chargers. So I don't remember it that well. I, I, I don't know. I was on my way home or something like that, but I was watching it on my phone, and I was just – Disgusting, right? Yeah, 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 it was bad. So Justin Herbert, that game last year, went 26 of 53, threw the ball 53 Which is crazy. Shout out Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn let him do that, but yeah. So 26 of 53, that's 49% for those of you doing math at home. Terrible. For 209 yards. If you throw the ball 53 times, I would hope that you would have more than 209 yards. You got to have at least 300 yards. He had two picks, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't do quarterback right. Quarterback rating is the biggest, like it's the worst stat that you could possibly no, have it, it, because Aaron Rodgers in, in week one could have thrown the ball into the ground every single time that he went to throw and he would have had a better rating than what he actually did in the real game. So it, I hate quarterback rating. Uh, Zach Wilson Sunday, 19 of 33. That's 57%. So he did have a better completion percentage. 210 yards. Had one more yard than Justin Herbert. Yeah. He had four interceptions, three of which I have no idea oh, no. what's he, going through his mind. He, he he tried to play hero ball, and he, he – I don't know. He, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think really... it was the second one. Um, it, it happened – the first two happened back-to-back drives. Oh, yeah. I saw he hadn't completed the ball yet, and he had two picks. He – Threw the ball, I want to say it was to Corey Davis. And Corey Davis kind of did what Corey Davis does and, and lets it bounce off of his hands. And, and you know, it's an interception. Oh, so it wasn't his fault? That was the only one. The other ones, I have no idea what this kid is doing. Uh, and I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily blame it. Kind of like last season, I don't blame it solely on Herbert. 
for his performance last year, that's kind of more of an Anthony Lynn thing. You know, you, you let your rookie quarterback throw the ball 53 times against a against defense that, uh, yeah, yeah, against a defense that has a pretty good pass rush. You're a moron. Um, and I, so I put more of an emphasis on the Jets and, and their offensive game plan going into that. They were running the ball, and I don't have the stats in front of me. They were running the ball extremely, extremely well. They Everybody knows so far throughout the first two weeks, definitely, that the Patriots' defensive line is horrendous. Oh, y'all's even worse than ours. But I don't understand. The game, for the most part, was relatively close. Why are you letting your rookie quarterback make these mistakes? Do you know how much that's going to scar him going out, going throughout oh, the rest of the season, especially when they go to Foxborough later on in the year. And they didn't pull him. I thought that surely you'd pull the rookie like, hey, this isn't your day. Just take this watch. I thought surely that was coming. I guess they kept it in there to keep his confidence up, but maybe he ended up hurting it. I guess we'll find out. We'll see how much confidence the kid has, I guess, next week. My favorite thing was in the post-game press conference <laughs> When Bill Belichick and Bill, listen, any fan base that's listening to this right now, Bill is going to praise your quarterback. He's going to praise your running back. He's going to praise your offensive line. He's going to praise your long snapper. He's going to praise your water boys. He's going to praise literally everybody for doing the best job that they possibly can because Bill Belichick's one of those guys, no bulletin board material in the Patriots facility. As soon as you walk in, it says, do your job. And it says, ignore the noise. So Bill and, and everybody knows how their players handle press conferences. They, they say very little, and they're kind of vanilla. So in the uh, post-game press conference, a reporter asked him, so, you know, what what do you think about Zach Wilson? If I'm Bill, okay, and Zach Wilson just throws four interceptions and 50, yeah. 57%, you know, completion percentage, and three of them were horrendous interceptions, I, I don't know if I would be able to contain myself from saying, yeah, the kid's got a long way to go. And that's not necessarily bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's obviously yeah. not, the, not the thing that you want to hear if you're Zach Wilson. But, like, him saying, you know, he's got a long way to go, that would be kind of the equivalent of a Bill Belichick burn. But he didn't. He said all good things about Zach Wilson. He brought up uh, Zach Wilson converted a fourth, Fourth and 18, I want to say. Uh, he threw a seven route. For those of you back home, that's a flag route. He threw a seven route to, uh, I want to say it was Braxton Berrios, former Patriot. And he threw it falling away, falling away doing the, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, not setting, your, not setting your feet, throwing the ball to the sideline. And he converted it. And it was by far out of both quarterbacks. It was the best throw of the day. And Bill talked about that for, like, two straight minutes about that throw. And it, it just goes to show, like, Bill is going to give credit to everybody, no matter who they are. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he says about Herbert. <laughs> but uh, so that's all I've got on the Patriots and Jets game. I mean, the outlook going forward is we've got to let – Matt Cook, I mean, that's just what has to happen. If this team is going to make the playoffs, you have to win over 10 games this year to make the playoffs. Yep. You have to, with the extended season, you have to win more than 10 games. And 
it's just something that the Patriots, that Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, whoever, they've got to swallow their pride, whatever it is, holding them back from kind of letting Mac push the ball down the field. Yeah, and, but before we end it on the recaps, I forgot to say, I sent you something on Twitter. Uh, so the, the legal shift in sack actually happened on the same series in the red zone. Yes. So basically, we threw, threw Keenan the ball. He, got, he gets down to the two-yard line. So we we don't run the ball I, for whatever reason we don't run the ball. Anyways, uh, so the first play we throw a ball to Mike Williams. It's kind of like kind of like a fade route, I guess, or an out route. I don't know. But anyways, the DB has his helmet face mask in Mike Williams' chest, having his hands up. And the head not head doesn't get back. And I sent you that clip. Look at it. Tell me, is borderline pi no, no call? And you think with the way the refs have been calling it all day, like that that's a PI. Tell me when you see it. His yeah, his head is definitely not turned around to the ball. Yeah, so which I mean, is, so, it, it, that that's an automatic that's an automatic PI. Yeah, so if you're not gonna call it, fine. You you let him play out in close game, fine. The very next play is the illegal shift touchdown. Fifteen seconds after the after the touchdown. The very next play after that is the play where Herbert's falling backwards or not falling backwards, running backwards and throwing and throwing the ball. So I mean That's a rough that's a rough series of, of plays right there. And that's with the Chargers. It's seventeen it's seventeen fourteen. Chargers about Chargers are about to score. And three consecutive I mean I'm not here sitting here saying the refs are all to blame or anything like that, but to, they played a part in it. And that's not what you want to leave that Sunday talking about how great the league – great hands the league's in with Her, Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott. And no one – you didn't leave saying that. 100%. Okay, that's all I got. So the Chiefs and Ravens game, uh, we'll talk about the Chiefs and Ravens and Packers lines for a few seconds. The Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, Sam, do you want to take <laughs> anything back of the Lamar Jackson slander? No, because I don't. he didn't throw the ball well, I don't think. But I will also say – there's not many quarterbacks in the league that are probably beating the Chiefs that night. Lamar with his legs. Chiefs Chiefs defense can't stop a damn nosebleed, but his legs probably – there's not many people have a, a threat like that at quarterback in the league. And like I said, uh, good game by Lamar. A lot of if, – if there's so only So you probably, did say good game by Lamar. No, good game by Lamar. Not Passing ball-wise, which is always my knock on him, he's not a good – thrower he's just not i mean he threw two up to tyron matthew i mean perfect so he he did not know i i agree with you he didn't have the best game passing um i mean he had 239 yards which is i mean that's a little i i want to say that's i think that's a little below average average, average, yes he had a touchdown he had two picks dude one of the interceptions it was very early on in the game i want to say it was in the first quarter was horrendous. I mean, he threw it right to Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Um, but there's something that needs to be said about Lamar Jackson, about his balls. Okay. Oh, for sure. But that fourth I, down, I, I, nobody. Harbaugh, what a moron! What an absolute idiot to to ask your quarterback, "Hey, Lamar, Lamar." Uh, you want to go for it? Yeah. Like, well, 
No, nah, dude, I want to give Patrick Mahomes the ball back. Well, that's what I'm saying. One point. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I maybe thought... if that's Andy Dalton on the other side, yeah, yeah, go ahead and kick it to him. But no, I mean, what what is Harbaugh doing asking his quarterback? No, yeah, well, I, I think it was more of a – Maybe a thing to get the team pumped or something like that. I don't know. You got to go for that ball, whether your quarterback wants to or not. You cannot kick the ball to Patrick Mahomes with a minute left, because like first of all, you're punting it to one of those speed guys. You might, you, they might take it to the freaking house before he even touches the field. And two, you, I just, I don't care. I, I'd rather, I'd rather lose by going for it. I, I, I would rather lose by not getting it than letting Patrick Mahomes take it down the field. Yeah, lose being aggressive because the next morning on ESPN and all those outlets, the next morning if you don't go for that and you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes and he goes down the field and scores, field that's goal, all you. That's all you're gonna hear for. That's all for, you're gonna hear. Harbaugh, he, he's he's got no balls. Uh, you know, it, why would you ever give Patrick Mahomes at least like at least do what they did at least go for it. Yeah, I agree. After that. Everybody's just going to be like, well, that's probably the right thing to do. You don't want to give Mahomes the ball back. Yep. I mean, uh, I agree. The clip of Harbaugh asking Lamar Jackson, I mean, just. Well, the thing is, is, what if Lamar says no in that situation <laughs> and they, they punt? Like, what do, what do you. Uh, coach, my, my quad's a little. It's a little now, tight. I tell you what, if it's fourth it and three, if it's fourth and three, I probably still go for it. But. With Lamar, I mean, three yards is a lot to go if you're running the ball, and they're going to know you're probably running the ball. So, I, it being fourth and whatever it was was a no-brainer. Lamar also had 107 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. Great he, running back. Great elite running back. He almost had triple the amount of rushing yards as the Kansas City's leading rusher, which was Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, who lost in the game. Had a little over 40. Shout, shout out to him for losing them in the game. Yeah. Um what one last thing and then we'll go to the Packers. I want to say about that game. So the Chiefs, I want to say we're leading at this at this point. I think I think they had 35 points at this at this stage. Oh it was like 35 Patrick, Patrick Mahomes interception when they're leading. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see. That. I didn't. Why? I didn't. I didn't know that happened. That's amazing. He threw one of the most boneheaded pit. It, it's. It was an interception that I would have imagined Josh Allen would have thrown in junior high. Your team's winning. Okay, fourth quarter. Both teams are scoring at will. You don't want to give the ball back to either one of these guys. Mahomes escapes the pocket, rushes up towards the line of scrimmage. And I can't remember who the pass rusher was, but the pass rusher clips his feet. Mahomes has fallen down and literally does a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like hook shot, like a sky hook. Yeah. And tosses the ball up. The ball gets intercepted by the Ravens. Ravens, the game's history after that. I saw a Patriots account tweet this out. And it was hilarious. It and it said the caption. It, it had the clip of the throw, and it said Tom Brady could never. And that's like a play on Patrick Mahomes' interception. Yeah. Um, in the or uh, sorry, incompletion in the Super Bowl, where you know he fell down and threw the, you know the greatest incompletion, incompletion ever. Yeah, yeah, of all time. And Chiefs fans, that that's all they want to tweet about. And it. it 
you know, it's like you're going to yeah. praise a incomplete pass. Uh, anyways, so the Patriots account tweeted out, like, Tom Brady could never, like, making fun of all the Mahomes stands. Yeah. You know, kind of, you know, giving him praise for literally anything he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Packers and Lions – Jared Goff had me fooled for a second. Jared Goff, I I texted my buddy Drake. Shout out Drake Downs. We're gonna have him on the pod soon. I texted him and said, "What if Sean McVay was the one holding Jared Goff back <laughs> when he was with the Rams?" It was like seven. It was like seven, that, seven, 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 nothing, and fourteen yeah, seven it was, early. Was it kind of knee jerk? Probably, but that first half by Jared Goff was I. It was pretty good. It was pretty yeah, good. That's then, all I'm then he say. went. Then he went full Detroit. And well, I mean, he went full Jared Goff. He he did what Goff does, and you know, started losing the ball on his, you know, on his wind up and and all that. But that's not to take anything away from the Packers. Uh, I told everybody on the last pod, like, and yeah. and you did too, Sam. Like everybody that was writing off the Packers, all three of you on ESPN. <laughs> uh, they were gonna be fine. I mean, come on, it's they got issues. They got issues, but they're they're gonna be fine. Uh, they've got issues, but they've got players. I mean, they they've got yeah. uh, what do they got? They, I think they have Devontae, four, four Pro Bowlers on yeah. just on offense. I think it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Devontae Adams, it's Aaron Jones, and the tackle, and the tack the tackle's not who's hurt. He, yeah, he's hurt. Uh, Robert Tanyan, he. That dude should make a Pro Bowl at least. Yeah, I got him in fantasy. Um, but anyways, Aaron Jones went off. Aaron Rodgers went off. Uh, it, it's just one of those things. Like nobody should have freaked out. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to add about that game? No, I mean it's a pretty much. Uh, we, could, we it, it was what we thought it would be. The start of it kind of threw me off, but it it ended up being. Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers we knew he was going to do. All right, so let's move to our segment, our first of two segments. We're going to do ballers and bombs. Uh, Sam, what do you got on your ballers and bombs list? All right, my bombs going to be Chiefs defense. Uh, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to make it out of the AFC if they don't fix it, which they use, you're, they're usually good about fixing it up by the end of the season, but – Two weeks in, it's – I mean, Baker pretty much did whatever he wanted. If Baker wasn't a game manager, they would have won that game. So, I don't, Chiefs defense is terrible. Uh, young quarterbacks is my second bum of the week. Okay. Burrow, Fields, Herbert, Tua, Zach Wilson, Hurts, T-Law all played. Like, I mean, Herbert had 332 in two picks and a touchdown, but – I mean, all of them looked to struggle. I mean, you got Burrow threw multiple picks that were terrible. Fields threw a pick. It didn't look great. Herbert threw two picks. For whatever reason, he threw him. He threw two picks. Uh, couldn't score in the red zone. Tua, made of glass. Zach Wilson, four picks. Seeing ghosts. Hurts, only 11 points. Uh, I thought they were going to win the game for a little bit. And Ter- Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I mean, he just hasn't been – what everybody thinks Trevor Lawrence would be. I mean, young quarterbacks, I think they probably they had a bad weekend, I think, I'd say. Uh, in my, I was going to do NFL refs for my third bum, 
but and they are bums. Don't get me wrong; they are absolute bums, especially the taunting rule and everything. But I, I forgot about the guy Najee Harris stiff armed. <laughs> I forgot about that too. He he buried him. He buried him in Oakland or whatever the game was. He absolutely killed him. He put him in his casket, is what he did. Yeah, he did. It was it was a Derrick Henry esque for sure. You want to do your bums? You want me to hit my ballers? Uh, go ahead and do your ballers. Okay, uh, Derrick Henry, King Henry. I mean, how many do you have? How many touchdowns do you have? Yeah, three, three or four? Three. Yeah, yeah. He he's he is a baller. Kyler. Uh, I kind of didn't want to give him credit last week because uh, Titans defense is so bad, but he. Even though he can't reach the top shelf, I will give him credit this week. And my third, Graham freaking Gano. I had Washington minus three and a half on freaking Thursday night, and Graham Gano comes out there and hits uh, a 42, a 47, a 52, and a 55, and absolutely screws my bet. So he's and I played against against him in fantasy too, which ultimately lost me the game, the 55 yarder that he hit. So yeah, Graham Gano, go to hell. But you're bought one of the ballers of the week. So, my ballers, like I said, Cooper Cup, uh, two touchdowns, uh, like a million yards, million catches receiving. Yep. I have him in one of my fantasy, fantasy leagues, and he pretty much single-handedly won me my game. Uh, my second baller is going to be Lamar Jackson. I mean, mm-hmm. we already we already touched on him. I, I know you don't really don't like make me, that. Don't, don't make me praise him anymore. As a baller, though. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not the three best quarterbacks of the weekend. Agreed, the best he deserves it. And that dude balled yeah, out. Did. Like I said, there's not many other quarterbacks that win that game. Um, and then, well, my third was also Derrick Henry. So I'll give an honorable mention. Uh, my third baller is Edron James. Uh, <laughs> I know we talked about him early on in oh, the podcast. Yeah. I forgot how good Edron James was. I, I I remember as a kid all those Brady all those uh, Brady and Manning, you know, back and forth games, rivalry, all that stuff. Dude, Edron James was so good. It just reminded me of those times, and so I went on my phone and I, you know, YouTube Edron James uh, highlight videos, and dude, that dude was a beast. I mean, holy cow! That I mean, that whole offense was stacked with with Hall of Famers, anyways. But Edron James, if it wasn't for honestly, if it wasn't for Marvin Harrison, I would say being on that team, I think Edron James might have been top six, seven running back of all time. You know, if he if he would have gotten more carries, I mean, it was perfect for him because he got to play a little longer than somebody his, like, run style would have because they got to spread the ball out to Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. If they didn't have Marvin Harrison, I mean, that dude probably rushes for 1,500 yards every season, every season that he's in the league. He, watching his highlights, I, my jaw was just dropping. He was so insanely good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bums of the weekend, uh, Andy Dalton. Mainly, you know, uh, it's not because he got hurt and not because I don't wish injury on anybody, like I said last time. But if that's what's going to take for get, to get hurt, uh, to get fields on the, uh, on the football field, then, yeah. I mean, eh, you know, hey, Andy, take one, take one for the team just because I want to see what Justin Fields is. Uh, yeah. And, and 
Dalton stinks. Bomb, Greg Joseph. This dude is the kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings had the ball on the 37-yard line. Or is it sorry, it was a 37-yard field goal. Yeah, and this is this is moments after the freaking Greg the leg just nails a 56-yarder to win the game. Stupid. And this is basically this is actually like the equivalent of an extra point. They were literally the the Vikings got the ball in the middle of the field, in the middle of the hash marks. He all he had to do was kick it straight. That's literally all he had to do. In that game, he went two for two from 50 plus yards. <laughs> and he misses basically an extra point that the ball is placed right in the middle of the field for the Bru- win against Bru- the uh, against brutal, the Cardinals. brutal two weeks for the Vikings, man. I've picked them both, and I'm gonna pick them again this weekend, but brutal two losses. Brutal. That's, that's some Chargers type losses for through two weeks. That's very Charger esque. It really is. And then my third bum of the week is the entire Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, they're trash. Uh, not just not just defense for not being able to stop the Bills. Tua gets blown out today. I just want to make that clear. Tua gets blown out Sunday too if he stays healthy the whole game. Two, if if Tua stays healthy that whole game, Tua probably throws two to three interceptions. Probably Might be loses worse. a fumble. Yeah. Uh, I mean the Bills. Not to take anything away from the Bills, they played offense defense top to bottom they played uh, like almost a flawless game yep but i mean even jacoby Brissett coming in i mean that that's best quarterback on the best, quor- best quarterback on the team also he is the best quarterback on the team he came in didn't look great either but the dolphins they looked like they showed up to the stadium and they were like oh do we have a game oh it's a division game they what? left with they left with two of yeah i guess i don't know I, they must have uh, so we'll move on to the Talib Crabtree beef of the week. Uh, Sam, you go one. All right. Uh, we got one. How many? How many is we got? We got two. Okay. I'll do my first one, then you can do. You can go, and then I'll we'll alternate, and then you can finish this up. Yeah. All right. My, my first one's going to be the obvious one: NFL, NFL fans versus the referees, and the NFL. We'll start with the taunting. I mean, it's terrible. I mean. Keen Allen gets – I mean, the guy kind of nick kicks him in the back of the head. So, Keenan gets up and talks trash. But, I mean, he's not doing anything. Like, they're not going to get in a fist fight. They're just – it's it, – you got adrenaline running. Like, I mean, holy hell. I mean, it's, you want to get tackled, what, robot back to the huddle, go to the next play, robot back to the – I mean, it's – I mean, you got to – I got. I think you got to appeal to the consumer a little bit. I, I understand there's a line, and that's fine, but – just with the taunting alone, it's terrible. There's a clip uh, Dave Portnoy tweeted it out. He's like, this is disgusting. It was all the taunting yeah. penalties on the weekend, and it's just terrible. Like, I, I mean, it is just – it makes me sick. Like, And then the, the bad calls, like, I mean, they're they're terrible. I mean, throughout the league, I mean, you got the, ten, the Titans safety. Not just because I'm Tennessee and Chargers, but, like, Titans safety, Julio TD, the Herbert sack. Legal motion, uh, the key, the taunting all over the league. I mean, the non-call PI. I mean, I mean, I, and I only watched really kept up with the Chargers game, so there's no telling. Apparently, they were bad league wide too. Yes, for everybody's what everybody's saying. So I mean, it's, just, it's they got to be better. They they make too too much, and we got to start finding them just like we do players when they make a mistake. They have to be held accountable, or else this is never going to get better. So my first 
uh, beef of the week is going to be a playoff of yours. Taunting rule versus fun. And it's just like what you said. There were six total taunting calls in the NFL this weekend. There has been so far 11 in the first two weekends of football. That is way too many. Let me run through some of these. I know the video that you're referencing with Dave Portnoy. Yeah. So I went back and watched that and wrote down four of them that I thought were absolutely insane. Four of the six. Yep. So the Texans tight end, uh, last name Aiken, he caught a first down, whatever, uh, close to the red zone. He gets up, spins the ball. That's it, dude. That, that's all he did. He gets up, spins the ball. Everybody does that. Yeah, that's not even supposed to be a penalty. It's supposed to be player to player. It's taunting. So he spins the ball, boom, taunting penalty. Flag comes out. Uh, another one, Keenan Allen. Uh, trash talking the defensive back that was guarding him. Was it Diggs at the time? No, it was, it was a linebacker. It was one of the linebackers, like 56 or something like that. It was a linebacker. Keenan Allen uh, goes across the field, goes towards the sideline, I want to say, uh, catches it inside the numbers. And yeah. Gets up and, you know, just. It's just healthy trash of, talk. It's just a healthy just trash those, talk. Yep. It, it was one of those, like, real quick, like, I, I assume he called him something that I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> and just. Just like basically walked away and and the flag uh, pops out. Another one, Seahawks defensive back. Uh, he, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I saw it happen to the Titans fan because one of the Titans yes. fans tweeted he was like, uh, he played maybe the, maybe the taunting call's not so bad, not so played, bad. He played good defense. I want to say it, he was guarding. It was AJ Brown or Julio. I know that's very broad. That's an easy thing to say because those yeah. are the only two guys that the Titans throw the ball to. It was one of those two guys, but balls incomplete. The DB looks down at the receiver, whichever one it was, and does the typical DB, you know, incomplete motion yeah. with the arms. The things they do when the quarterback overthrows it too. And holy cow, they give him they give him a penalty for taunting. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's out of control. The fourth and final one was the Bucks, uh safety, Edwards. He had back-to-back interceptions, back-to-back pick sixes, actually. I didn't know that. And it, yeah, this was when the game was already, uh, was already over and out of reach. Uh, so Edwards picks the ball up, and he, <laughs> he turns around at the two-yard line before he's about to get in the end zone, and he turns around, and he walks – from the two-yard line, walks back to the end zone. Yeah. And they give him a taunting penalty for that. Do they count the touchdown? Yes. Okay, because normally, like, I think in college, if you do that, it's like if you taunt before you get in the end zone, they're going to call, they're going to call it 15 yards back from that spot, I thought. Gotcha. No, it, it, uh, the touchdown still stood, but that's insane. Like, yeah. okay, how about we start uh, calling penalties on Tyreek Hill whenever he does a somersault. Exactly. Exactly. When he does the peace sign every time, I want a flag thrown. Every time. You know, have you seen his gloves that he's wearing now? No, I hate so it. So he, he had he – Does he use those to beat his wife and kid with too? Uh, he might. I don't know. I didn't see if there was any blood on the cloth. But he has a yellow glove, so the palm is yellow. And there's black from right here. I know this is bad podcasting. Uh, there's black from the bottom of his palm 
going up. Oh, just to the two fingers? To the two, to the index and to the middle finger. And so instead, you know, the NFL told him to stop throwing up the deuce on. So he yeah. got custom gloves made. So now he just puts up his hand. To oh, so it finger, looks like he's doing it. And so he, you can see the deuce sign. Well, he still uh, did it. He did it the other day against the freaking Browns when he, he did, he definitely yeah, did. Yeah, they it. don't care. Yeah. Um, but the NFL, they, they got to figure out this taunting thing. Who cares if it's over the line? I understand, I guess, throwing a penalty. If they're like, putting the ball in their chest after catching, catching yeah. it on them. Or like throwing dumb. it at them, or or literally getting in their face, like fine. But if they're there's some stuff like a guy made a run in the preseason, and got up and like flexed just because that, and the guy had just happened to be in front of him. He didn't purposely do it, and they flagged him that. And I'm like, this is gonna be a long season if that's what they're flagging. They they've got to figure it out. Uh, this is one of those things that they did. I want to say it was two seasons ago where they changed the pass interference oh they call. let you review it all season and, or something and they like that. You, yeah so they they twit they you know did that uh in the preseason and everybody going into the year was like oh shoot they're gonna start calling more pi more pi more pi just so you can review it and they they messed around with it in the preseason and also in the first couple weeks of the season i want to say it was 2019 or 20 no it was 2019 and so, like, first couple weeks of the year, yeah, they were calling a little bit excessive. And everybody on Twitter, all the fans, started freaking out about it. And then they kind of backed away from it. I hope that that's what this taunting thing is, is just kind of we're going to test out how it's going to go. I don't know why you would test that out. Like, obviously, fans of NFL are going to want to see, you know, trash talking and drawing back and forth. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it makes the game fun. Like, it's like Goodell hates fun. He he does. I hate him. You know what he's doing? He's trying to protect the children. I think we should applaud him for that. He's trying to protect the kids. He doesn't want the kids thinking that the convicts are running the asylum. I think that's how that phrase goes. Well, that's what, they don't want it to become like the NBA. They don't want the players to be empowered. Is exactly what's happening. They're trying to push down on that as much as they can. Yeah, you know what? Kudos to to Goodell. I mean, he he's trying no, to protect he, the he, kids. You know, he sucks. Yeah. So uh, right, my my, beef, my second beef of the week is uh, Jackson Mahomes against the fan that he poured water on. Did I steal yours? You stole mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, didn't, go I, didn't, I didn't know we had two, so I just – Go I into it. I'm going to man, I wish he poured water on me because I'd be rich. I'd be quitting my job. I mean, that they can. That, some people are saying that – You could like, easily say that you're, like, allergic to water well, it, and, and be like, boom, sued. It can be like a second degree of assault or something like that. Some people were saying, but it's the guy was probably obviously a drunk idiot. I'm I'm gonna guess, but that's hilarious. I didn't see him posting anything on TikTok after that after that game last night. So um, uh, that video, I can't stand Pat, uh, Jackson Mahomes. He's oh, the, I can't, do you, who do you hate and, more, him or him or Pat? Oh, I hate uh, Pat's wife more. Yo, him or Pat? Out of the three of them, I, she yeah, is the worst. Too. No, the, all three of them. We need to evict the Mahomes from the Brittany Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes. Uh, it was last season or 2019. Uh, the Patriots and Chiefs played in Foxborough. Yeah. And the game, the game's over. The Chiefs win. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those two idiots are going ballistic. 
in front of all of these mass holes. That, that's what they call people from Massachusetts. They call yeah. them mass holes instead of the other word. Yeah. And, dude, how dumb do you have to be? Boston, uh, what some people don't know about Boston, it is actually like a pretty blue-collar city, uh, believe yeah. it or not. If you haven't been there, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's cool, all, all the history and stuff, but it's very like kind of a gritty northern city. I I'm shocked that they did not come out of there with bruises all over their face. I know for a fact that they actually had to get security to like escort them out of of that game back in 2019 or 2020 yeah, because they were going so like they were trash talking Patriot fans. It's like, what are you trying to do? Like, are you trying to die tonight? So yeah, Bo Jackson, Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes, they're both terrible. I can't stand either one of those two Patrick Mahomes. I like him as a player. Seems like a good leader uh, from whatever I hear on sound effects and stuff. Yeah. He could not be, the more opposite of what his wife and his brother are. I mean, his brother is such a tool bag. Yeah, it's the worst. And yeah, it's it's bad. Like I said, the whole family I hate. I I hate Mahomes. I, mean, I don't really have a problem with if Mahomes wasn't the chief and ESPN didn't treat give him the Steph Curry treatment, I'd probably like him a whole lot more. Same with Lamar Jackson. 100%. If Lamar Jackson did get the Steph Curry treatment and make everything everything he does turn to gold problem is they can't do anything wrong and with lamar actually lamar gets it lamar gets it kind of bad it's either it's either all great or all terrible there's no middle right. ground with him but mahomes i mean hit i mean he just anything he does is gold uh, incompletion interception oh he made a really cool throw though i'm like shut up yeah dude but did no. you see his his incomplete pass like he he was in the pocket and then he got out of the pocket about eight yards and Instead of taking Travis Kelsey right in front of him five yards away, he throws the ball into the stands over the sticks. I mean, did you see that? It was impressive because how far he threw it, but he had a check down right in front of him. So my second uh, Tlaib Crabtree beef of the week, what we'll end with uh, on the episode. Uh, since Sam took mine, I'm going to go with Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Um, so Tom Brady put on his Instagram story, a picture of him and he does this after every single one of their wins. And it makes me want to throw up because he's in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Jersey, but he put up pictures of, you know, his wide receivers, his linemen, defensive guys. He, he credits everybody and he puts up a picture with Bruce Arians. It's a picture of Brady and Bruce Arians. Their back is towards the camera. And they're they're both looking at each other and they're they're kind of smiling. Tom Brady's caption is you've got my back and I've got yours. I and I know the game is two weeks away, but because Sam stole my second one, this is what it's gonna be. I think that that's a shot at Bill. Um, I think if he posts that photo next week going into the Patriots game against the Bucs. Uh, I think that that is a huge, huge storyline. I think everybody freaks out and is like, oh, this is a shot at Bill. Like, you know, Bruce It'll be less ob- Bruce less, less obvious. Exactly. He's going ahead and laying the groundwork and thinking that people can't figure it out, figure out like that that's what he's doing, even though 
as somebody from Tennessee just figured it out on the fly. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it's going to keep escalating the two weeks leading up to this game. Uh, There is going to be some stories coming out October 12th, I want to say it is, I think. Um, It's a book. So Robert Kraft, that book that I mentioned earlier in the pod, The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict, that book is more geared, you know, Robert Kraft. It's basically his story, you know, given what happens. And that book paints Brady in a very positive light. What I've gathered from listening to to Boston Radio is that this next book coming out by Seth Wickersham is very Bill slanted. So I think it's kind of a response from Bill towards Kraft if you want to call it that um, it's not coming out till October 12th. So we're not going to get it before the game. It'll be after, but I think that in the coming weeks, whenever that book gets published, I think there's going to be things that Belichick is going to say regarding Brady and regarding uh, Robert and Jonathan Kraft that doesn't really paint as good of a picture. And in that book, the dynasty, it didn't necessarily paint a bad image of Belichick I mean it did say that Bill like wanted to move on from Tom like he thought that he was done all this stuff yada 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 didn't want to give him the contract he wanted even though Tom told him like hey I'm playing till I'm 45 uh, he, he just didn't want to do it that was pretty much it in terms of the badness but there are some guys that got early access to this book that have been guests on 98.5 the sports hub mm-hmm and they have said that same thing. They've said this book is definitely slanted towards Bill. And every time they ask, you know, one of the interview guys, uh, so what what does it do for Brady or Kraft? And every I think three three guys that have had the book have all like given relatively the same answer. And they're like, uh, it's not the best painting of of those two guys. Yeah. And so I, there's going to be a lot of drama in the in the coming months. If they were smart, they would have dra- they would drop that Friday Friday before the game. I think so too, but it, it it's not going to be released till October 12th. I I think you're right. They they totally should. Um, but I, it's just the weeks leading up to that game. I think there's going to be more like social media posts, maybe about Brady or you know people that are in Brady's circle. Um, you know, trying to, I don't know, stir things up. But Br- yeah. Brady's gotten, uh, say what you will about him, he's gotten extremely good at social media. He's actually, he kinda, has. I love he's actually it. Actually, kind of I, funny I now. It. I love it. Him uh, posting after the games, like they like, or him and Gronk, he's like, we ain't going. We ain't. <laughs> That's going a classic. That's and a I'm classic. like, I'm like, I hate this dude, but I, he's got me freaking laughing at, laughing at his post. I'm like, I hate. I, I'm a fan. Of, I, I like him now. Like it's so crazy because he has ruined any Super Bowl chance I've ever had in my life, and I can't help it. I I can't. All right, everybody. So that wraps up episode four of Sideline Spectator. Sam, I want to say that's our best episode. No, that was pretty good. Maybe, okay. maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the first time I've smiled since Sunday, but I don't know. I think it was our best episode. You probably think it was our best episode. Hopefully, the listeners think so, and hopefully, they're the listeners tell. 
you know, two or three other people about yep. our podcast. And hopefully Justin, Justin Herbert's burner liked this episode too. Uh, Justin, Justin Herbert, hopefully he listens to this episode and, and he's like, man, like that kill guy, he's super unbiased, but you know, he, he's definitely on my side. Um, but if you like the pod, like I said in the beginning, leave us a rating, a review, subscribe. Uh, just tell one person, hey, before Friday's episode, just tell one person about our podcast. Not that hard to do. Uh, if you want but, to review it and tell me how stupid I am too, we will accept that as well. Oh, we'll take any slander. Anything we can get to get clicks, we'll do it. We <laughs> yeah. don't care. We'll do it. So if you're a big Chiefs or Ravens fan and we really just pissed you off, please tell me. Tell me. Tell me all about it. I would love that. <laughs> um, we will actually be doing something with that. We'll start pulling uh, tweets up. If we get enough interaction on Twitter, we'll start pulling tweets that people tweet towards our accounts and we will tweets. talk we will talk about them on our pod so if you want some clout maybe grab you a few more followers because of our podcast it'd be a great way to do it if you just argue with us on twitter or something yeah uh but that'll do it for episode four uh we'll see you guys on friday